Hi, welcome to the Happiness Hive podcast. I'm Catherine Bowyer and I am completely fascinated by people and what motivates them. I've spent the past three and a half decades specialising in mindset and human behaviour and I've helped thousands of people to create happy and amazing lives. And now I am super excited to be chatting with women from around the world who I have secret and to be honest, not so secret crushes on. They're women who inspire me. I'm intrigued as to how they do life and what makes them tick. I want to find out their magic formula that makes them who they are. And at the end of the episode, I'd love for you to say, I'd like a little bit of what she's having. The conversations are real and raw. They're full of passion, inspiration and lots of fun. And nothing is off limits. So grab yourself a cuppa or pop on your trackie and go for a walk and join us for today's chat. There may just be that pearl of wisdom you need to hear. So let's shimmy on over and get started. I've recently met today's guest, Kerry ann Hooper, through a beautiful community of inspirational women, and I've just loved really getting to know Kerry ann and I want to find out more about how she does life today. Kerry anns at a transitional point in life. She's a successful businesswoman, entrepreneur, balancing business, family, and now her kids are older kind of transitioning into that next phase of life, which is something that I can absolutely relate to as well. So I'm going to chat with her about about that, but also all the stages that she's been through in life. And also, really curious, Kerri-Ann works in a very male-dominated industry, so I want to chat with her about what that's like and what she does to navigate it and a whole range of other things. So Kerri-Ann, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you, Catherine. Yes, I've listened to your podcast, as you know, and I love listening to it because it just radiates joy every time I I listen. Yes, thank Thank you. you. There's beautiful women and you're another beautiful woman that has a great story to tell as well. So I thought we would kick off by you just sharing a little bit about, you know, who you are and what stage of life you're at, maybe personally and professionally. Yeah, so I'm 52. I've been married for nearly 28 years. That is in April. Wow. My kids are 25 and 23 actually this month. I've had my business for uh, 12 years, going on 12 years this year. So I've took a couple of different sort of roads to get to where I am now, but I love what I do. So I am a new home specialist slash building broker. So I help people build their new homes, whether it be an investment, first homeowner or forever home. Um, so I'm there with my clients all the way through, which I love. I just love seeing a house come together. Personally, my business is actually really all my life with my family. And I just <laughs> I want to get back to dancing because dancing is my love. Musicals. My daughter and I see so many musicals. My daughter's in the musical theatre industry in Sydney. So that is actually my passion is musical theatre and getting wrapped up in the 1700s. <laughs> we thought, whether it be a, a book or uh, watching Outland. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So much in that very quick little intro. I want to dive into the musical theatre. Are yes. you in musical? Like, is that something that you perform and sing no, I, I was studying. No, I started um, dancing when I was about four and I was dancing right up till, oh, I think I was about 23, 24. So I was still, yeah, I loved being on stage dancing, but I couldn't sing. My daughter has got a beautiful voice and thank goodness she chose to dance. I don't think she had any choice. 
<laughs> like if she wanted to play soccer or netball. Were you a dance mum? Are you a dance yeah, I'm totally a dance mum. Honestly, I would go to a Stedford's with Christy, my daughter, and if the adjudicator didn't get, give her first place, I'd go, I'm going to go and talk to the adjudicator. It's <laughs> not right. I mean, I was just crazy. I was up the front cheering away, you know, when she'd be in group dances. Woo! You know? Oh, I love that the so ultimate. much. So, um, yeah, so she um, went into uh, Sydney to study musical theatre and she's performed a bit, but now she's more behind now. She's a choreographer and a dance teacher. But uh, I just love, honestly, when you go and see a live theatre show, you are just so happy. And because mostly I, my daughter knows the people who are in the show, so we talk to them afterwards. They are just so happy. If you could just so bottle that happiness. Oh, I um, love that. I'm gonna. I, I love musicals as well, so I'm gonna yeah. come and see one with you. And oh, please, I will yes. do that. We'll absolutely yes. do that. How many yes. have you seen? I've seen on your bio. How many? Like it's. Yeah, it's probably more oh. than that. I actually saw Hamilton five times. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Lots and lots. So how come you didn't progress? You danced from four up until your twenties. What happened? Yeah, I probably, um, I, I mean, I thought I was a good actor, I, 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 but I wasn't and I couldn't sing. <laughs> <laughs> I could dance, but I couldn't sing or act really. So that's why it's sort of, I, I was honestly seriously thinking, oh, I'm going to go to NIDA. I'm going to be a great actress, but. No, I actually studied drama at university. So um, actually, this is interesting. This is really interesting because there's a lot of people I know, Carrie Ann, who have passions when they're younger and they have dreams and goals and aspirations. And sometimes they come off, sometimes they don't. Mm. Was it a conscious decision for you? Because what I'm hearing is that you're excited. You, it was a your life. Yeah. Um, but it didn't end up being more what was kind of the process there was yeah, that a conscious no, decision yeah I think it was just realizing yeah. I wasn't as good as I mean who was who, uh Susie Porter I don't know if that, that actress she was actually studying drama with yeah. me at Newcastle University so she's gone on to great arts <laughs> and yeah no I wasn't as good as that so it was a conscious decision and then I thought uh because in those days you did a Bachelor of Arts and then another year after that you could become a teacher I thought oh okay I'll be a teacher then I realised after the three years of Bachelor of Arts, no, I didn't want to teach. And then I just form, went back to my parents. They own various businesses. So sort of sort of was in and out with them. Yeah, and then, I, you know, mid-20s, all I wanted was babies. So I just concentrated yeah. on having children, which wasn't easy for us. It took us a few years and I had a couple of miscarriages to okay, get to yeah. having my kids. But um, that's all my 20s. I just wanted babies. And, yeah, and they just sort of progressed from there. Different In different businesses with my parents, different jobs. And then I got to 39, 40 and thought, right, I've got to do something. I want to do something for myself. And yeah. I love building. And that's where it came to where I am now. That's interesting that there's a lot of, so the conscious decision about, you know, a passion, sort of realising that maybe that's not not going to be the path for you and yes. then focusing on kids and wanting to, you know, build a family and that nesting. And do you remember the process, what that was like in it not happening as quickly or as, you know, having uh, miscarriages is devastating? Yeah, it was so devastating. I honestly, that was, I truly experienced depression. I sort yeah. of 
relate to as being in a big dark well yeah. where I just could not get out. And it wasn't until I talked to a doctor and he said, you, you need to go and talk to someone. I thought, no, I'm going to get myself out of this. And I did. I remember um, with the second miscarriage, I just had a scan and realised there was no baby and I was going to have to go in for an operation. But straight after that, because the scanning place was just near where I was working, we were at Coffs Harbour at the time and I was working in a bank, I was bawling my eyes out, but the the supervisor, who was a lady, made me get on the counter and serve. I was absolutely devastated that I'd lost my second baby. Yeah. yeah. And um, I'll never, ever forget that, how awful she was. So yeah. for all those leaders out there and managers, yeah. please, please be compassionate to people who are going through yeah, something yeah, like Yeah, and just going account. through, and we don't often know what's happening for people, do we? Like the, no. the stories behind, and it's about just that kindness and compassion and understanding. Yes, yeah. compassion, yeah. kindness, the big, yeah. big words, yes. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So then you, so you had your kids. You've yes. Two, two kids. Yes, going to buy. Um, yes. Actually, I'm just going to dip back into that a little bit. When you said that you were going, you went to the doctor, so you went and got some support, yeah. but you also said that you worked through it on your own. Yeah. What were some things that you did, do you recall, that helped you? Because, you know, whether it's about losing a baby, which is absolutely devastating, but I know, you know, a number of people, women that I work with are going through IVF and mm. they're not successful and just loss generally. Yeah. You know, it's not just loss of a baby or it's loss of, you know. Dreams. It's dreams. the loss of dreams. Yeah, yeah so I just think I just just every day just said to myself it's it's going to it's going to happen it's going to happen. We ended up going on fertility drugs to fall with our, with my daughter, so it was just yeah every day just trying to get that little bit better, trying not yeah. to to go back into that well of depression, yeah. Yeah. and and talking to my family, talking to friends. It was very very hard, you know, when you see pregnant women come into work or people mm. that you work with were were pregnant. So so that was extremely, extremely yeah. difficult. But it was just yeah, telling myself that it's going to be okay. And, yeah, I can just totally oh, – it breaks my heart when you hear yeah. stories of people yeah. losing babies, but just hang in there is my – And yeah. do you know what I, I've experienced as, as well, and I know other people have, when you're going through tough times and others are going through – beautiful times it's hard to it's hard to be Be happy happy for for others when you're actually feeling really really sad for yourself what advice do you have around that because that's a I've experienced that I found that really challenging at certain points when people have just got such amazing things happening but inside I'm just going Mm. I can hardly get through what I'm going through let alone summon up the the support and encouragement for others what do you have any tips yeah, about that? yeah basically why is it happening to them and not yeah. to me yeah. Yeah. I think it's to be not too hard on yourself yeah. really yeah. and just to go through the you know the grief because yeah. that's it is it's yeah. a real grief yeah. and as I said the end of the end of that particular dream and just just remind yourself to come through that tunnel just come through like I said yeah. get out of that well and try to be happy. I mean, I know, yeah, I had, as I said, I had girls at work who would be yeah. pregnant and I'd sort of turn around and have a bit of a cry. Yeah. But yeah. 
Yeah, just just try not to be too hard on yourself. Be gracious. Yeah, and then try and just One of the things that I do when I don't have an actual response is I just send love. I send love to the other people and I send love to myself. And it's just in my, the way I do that, it's kind of this pink, golden, sparkly light that I just kind of go, I'm just sending love. Yeah. Because part of me goes, oh, I just, I want to be happy, but I can't be happy. Instead of trying to pretend, I, uh, you know, sometimes I do, but it's just about if I can send love and light to the situation, then that is something that that's helped me get through some stuff not everything yeah and don't be so hard on yourself yeah Yeah, don't be hard on yourself yeah so when you were 40 ish you said I really want to just you know do something for you and it was looking and that's when you started your career in the yeah so first of all selling household packages so I started with my sister and so she was looking for something to do as well and then after a few years we sort of split the businesses in two so she had the property management side I've got the um, sales side she's actually sold her property management side now it was yeah just mainly like my husband was actually selling household packages he's a mortgage broker and he said well why don't you go into doing this and I said well, I love building so how about we we start this up and as I said my sister was looking for something and yeah so it's just basically going out seeing what land was available talking to builders because it's a panel of builders that I build with yeah. and work with and just making sure that I had that customer service like was with literally with my clients every step of the way and that's the thing that um when you were explaining to me about what you do it was about holding their hands being hands. their wing woman yeah. and about yeah. helping them through the process yes that it's um, not racist <laughs> no <laughs> no no and it the would end be- product is amazing <laughs> yeah yeah and it's about knowing the knowing how it all works and yes. guiding people through that, through that. and for yes. our listeners Kerry ann are you in newcastle where are yes, you so newcastle yes, yes. so yeah, which I- is north of sydney do you just look for house and land packages in Newcastle or is it nationwide? No, no your... it's Newcastle and Central Coast and yeah. Sydney um, yeah. packages and also Queensland because I have yeah. some builders up there. As far as the other side of the business where I look at a build contract, it's called a tender health check, that's Australia-wide. So I can yeah. look at any um, one's build, new home build contract Australia-wide. Yeah. yeah. And also if people are looking for investments, they don't need to necessarily be living in the region, but you would right. help them. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So we, we talked about your kids are older now and, yeah. you know, you're sort of thinking about what business and life is going to be like for the next phases. Before we dip into that, what was it like when the kids were little? <laughs> was uh, it, it was hard. Were, it was yeah. like, you know, in the trenches. Well, I think they're around, say, 11 and 13 when I started the business. But before then, as I mentioned, I'd been in and out of businesses with my parents. So I can often remember, you know, going into a bedroom, shutting the door just so I can make a phone call to a client and they're banging on the door. I wanted to drink. You know, so that was uh, hard to do that. Oh, I'd just sit them. Oh, how awful that I'd sit them in front of the TV yeah. and be on the computer, just, yeah. you know, with yeah. my emails and all that. Yeah. Um, and then when they got to 11, 13, obviously they didn't need me as much, but I was still, you know, driving around everywhere. And uh, I would often, you know, drop my daughter off to tap class and I'd be, oh, 
in the car on my computer, you know, yeah. doing emails and then or dropping my son off to soccer practice and that's when I'd make phone calls. So it was and then of course, you know, you really only got that sort of ten to two range, haven't you? <laughs> Trying to squeeze everything <laughs> in. Squeeze yeah. it all in. So yeah. yeah, so my advice to everyone out there, just get through every day. It will get better. <laughs> and not to put pressure on yourself. Like I yeah. the same thing. I was running businesses when the kids were little and every time I'd get on the phone is when they would have some crisis and there was many a time that I would just close the door and go I will deal with that afterwards sometimes it worked out sometimes it didn't but just not to put pressure on yourself I think sometimes as women we try and be super women to do everything Perfectly. To, to look yeah. perfect, yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, it's not that. I remember um, a story, my daughter was four, I think. Oh, no, they're probably like six and four, my daughter and son. And I was showing someone through a unit that was with one of my dad's companies and showing someone through. And I had to take the kids with me because I had no yeah. babysitter. <laughs> yeah. So I sort of put them in a room and, you know, colouring and things. And I'm showing this lady through this unit. And I opened up the bedroom and there my two rolling around on the floor just Punching each other. They're actually really forward. It's only a couple of, a handful of times. And it's like, okay, close the door. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go into the kitchen, you know. But you know, you just do what you, you what do. What you do. do. You do what <laughs> you do. I yeah. outsourced a lot. I took the pressure off myself around, you know, the household stuff. Like I would, I made, actually made a conscious decision because I work from home. I've worked from home for many years. And I know some people try and do household jobs, you know, during the day and stuff. I made the conscious decision that I wouldn't. That while I was at work, that was my workspace. And, you know, my husband wasn't, you know, squeezing in extra household stuff while he was working. So I sort of made the, you know, there, there were some things that worked well and some things that didn't. But I tried to get as good a balance as I possibly could. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's just. What is life balance, yeah. the work-life balance? It's really, yeah. you just try and get through, like I said, yeah. every day. I love my lists, go through my yeah. list, but hey, if you don't get it all no, done, that's right. it's yeah. always tomorrow. <laughs> and, yeah. and the kids will always be sick, won't they, when you've got something yeah. on, like a seminar or something, and yeah. they're always sick. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, yeah. touch wood, one of the things that, for me, luckily my kids didn't get sick the days um, that there was some days going, Oh my God, like John, cause John's a school teacher and yeah. there was some things where he couldn't get time off. And I just thought, Oh, please kids, just don't do something that I have to, you know, come and get you cause I can't today. And mm. touch wood, luckily um, sure. there oh. wasn't, yeah, there wasn't anything around that, which is. Very lucky. My son was quite sick with asthma and um, when he was younger, so we often had trips to the hospital. So it was always, as soon as he got a cold, that was it. We might end up in hospital with him. So, yeah, yeah, that was definitely. I'm just reflecting now. I've had my business for 10, 12 years, and I've worked in a coaching training space. It was last year when John's mum was not well, and it was on the very kind of, just very unpredictable around things. And I did have a job booked in and it's the first time in 12 years that I said to them, I can't guarantee that I'm going to be able to work on that forward program. And I gave them notice and we ended up not going ahead. That's the first time, but I I gave, I, I chose to 
not take the risk because I didn't want to leave them in a position where maybe because I really didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and it turned out it was a really good, you know, that was the universe looking after me as well because that was a tough decision to go, oh, you know, uh, to to say no and I can't I can't guarantee that I'll be able to do this job. Yeah. The universe looking after me because I think it ended up being a pretty shit show of a job. Honestly. <laughs> Funny, isn't <laughs> so, that? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So. Cool. So what's, what are the differences now that the kids are older? Well, what are you yes. thinking about now with business that the kids yeah, are older? I'm thinking about my word this year is visibility to be more visible yeah. with the, yeah. um, videos and just yeah. get out and meet more people. Yeah. Eventually I like to be part of a book somehow with that. I don't know if it'd be my own book, yeah. but something about with building tips. Yeah. I'd like to have my own so show, even if it's on YouTube again, r- around yeah. building old versus new. Yeah. And I have my own range of, um, Hampton. I love the Hampton style. That's just my personal yeah, yeah. style. Not yeah. that all, all my builders build that way. It's all different styles and yeah. tastes. So I have my own plans. So I'd love to bring those forward, build some of those homes with um, those particular plans in mind, yeah. Nice. So that's, that's for the next, this decade. In my 60s, I definitely want to do something giving back to the community, somehow involved in housing the homeless. Just I haven't sort of got that right, but definitely in my 60s, I think it's more, will be more about giving back. Yeah. So I, I, I love that. a lot to do now. Yeah, I love that, Kerry Ann, that you're sort of thinking, you know, I've got some short, medium-term goals that, you know, that you mentioned you're, you're 52, so in the yeah. next decade that you've got some of those short, medium-term goals and then the decade beyond is about even transitioning again into giving back. And what you just said then is I don't have clarity around that, but I've got the intention. intention. For me, the clarity will come, like it will come the closer you get to that next phase. There'll be opportunities that will kind of unfold and but it's about setting that intention. Yeah. I still feel, as far as the kids go, I mean, I still want to be there for them, you know, monetary wise as well. We still want to be there and we, you know, go and see our daughter in Sydney. Our son's still at home. He can't wait to move out of home. (laughs) (laughs) Waiting for his girlfriend's house to be built. But um, yeah, he tells me that every day. (laughs) (laughs) But I, um, yeah, I still, still feel that, yeah. and, And, you know, hopefully by the end of, this decade I'll have grandchildren, so I yeah. obviously want to devote time to them. But I do feel definitely in my 60s I, I, I want to give back in some capacity. Yeah. It sounds like we're on very similar points in life. Like my kids are gosh, going to be 27 and my son's just turned 25. So they've got their independent lives, but still very much part of their lives, which is yes. um, great. I would also love grandchildren, kids, if you're listening. <laughs> no pressure, <laughs> but um, that will come when that comes. And I have some sort of short to, you know, interim goals as well, because our lives, we're at a next stage of our lives that the kids mm. are sort of independent. My husband, John's going to retire from teaching in the next couple of years. Okay. I'm not going to retire from what I'm doing, but it will look probably different and we will hopefully do a sea change. And then I have some plans around, you know, giving back to community as well. Then I've got no idea how that will happen. It's sort of like, I know it will, but what form it will be in yeah, won't yeah. become clear until the next little stage happens. Stage, yeah. So it's sort of, for me, it's a staged approach. I'm not absolutely specific, but I have some very 
very strong sense of what that could be. Yeah. And I do a lot of giving back as well, like now, but there's going to be a particular program that I really would love to, to bring to life then. Oh, Which sounds similar to, yes. you know, in, yeah. in what you're doing, but just slightly different fields. Slightly yes. different, but yeah, same, same, but same. different. Yeah. 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 Mm. What's it like working with blokes in the building industry? I must admit, uh, at the moment, I have gorgeous, gorgeous supervisors who yeah. respect me and don't mind talking to to me on the phone. Yeah. So that's lovely to begin with. Yeah, <laughs> um, there's a lot of egos around, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of guys in the industry really didn't want to talk to you. They had their own ideas. Yeah, I had one supervisor who just full on just tell me lies about what was happening with my clients. Yeah jobs but yeah but now it's it's yeah it's it's lovely actually I've got um, builders I can trust builders who will want to talk to me and that's the main thing just talk yeah. to me just tell me what's happening you know even if it's you know something's been delayed which is you know just COVID and just the general industry at the moment just tell me <laughs> hi gorgeous happiness hive listeners I'm interrupting this awesome podcast chat to share something I know you'll want to be part of the happiness lounge membership club This is your one-stop shop and central hub for everything you'll need to catapult you into a life beyond your wildest dreams. It's a unique and powerful platform where you not only get to focus on your own personal growth and transformation, but you also get to be part of a community of high-vibe and inspirational women from all around the world, all working towards the same goal of creating a life filled with joy, success and unlimited abundance. I've done the hard work for you. I've personally created a whole range of resources to fast-track your results to becoming fabulous in everything you do. The Happiness Lounge is your premier membership program, providing the ultimate place for personal life mastery. If this resonates and you want to create a life that you're excited to jump out of bed every day to live, come and join us. Hit the link in the show notes and let the fun begin. Okay, now back to the podcast. So, yeah, it had definitely had challenges to begin with, but coming out, you know, as I said, nearly 12 years in the business, it's definitely lovely. Like they are, yeah, lovely towards me, so which is good. Are there many, are there many women in the building industry? I have met one trade, one woman trading in the whole wow. 12 years. Wow. There are lots of people who sell house and loan packages or obviously, um, new home specialists or salespeople who, ladies but as far as tradies no only one so yeah every time I go on site it's always guys and you know hi I'll just say hi explain where I am I used to have a branded car but I don't have that one anymore so that used to be easy and they'd see who I was but now I just point to the sign that's me (laughs) I look through my client's home but yeah yeah it's it's quite interesting some of it is because you're more confident in the industry that they respect you more or do you think times have changed to to respect women maybe respect's not the right yeah, word probably but, not respect probably yeah. just get used to you yeah, know women being to, on yeah. on site yeah. so yeah I always twice a week I'll give my clients updates so I always go on site which I absolutely love I just love seeing as I said a house yeah. Rising up from the ground. Yeah, I just as long as you say this, I'm just looking for my client, then they're they're quite respectful. So yeah, yeah. yeah. But it Any, is um sad that I've only seen one lady trade. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Any tips for women working in male dominated industries? Like I think confidence is the big thing. Yeah. Just be confident in what you what you're doing. Like you deserve to be there. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> believe in yourself and yeah, yeah. believe in yourself yeah. and. 
Yeah, and just you know, show up there, do what do what you always said that you're going to do anyway. Mm. And with other men there, if they give you some grief, just uh, shoot it right back at them. I deserve to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's about building those relationships as well, isn't it? Yes, and that's, to me, it's, that's right. That's regardless of whether you're in a male dominated industry or not. It's about yeah. actually getting to know the people that you're working with building those relationships that's right and, yeah you know being being confident to say what you want to say because you deserve to be at the table so that's right well, one of, different really in yeah other, yeah one of my builders i've done for 12 years so i mean yeah. that's been a long and you know and, and their uh, admin staff has all changed over the years but you know a few of them have been with me all through that that journey so um yeah it does take a t- time to build up those yeah. relationships yeah definitely relationships yeah. what's going on personally in life ah oh, well i just live in life <laughs> <laughs> just living life and loving life i get a sense that you have a good view of life like you've got a positive outlook on life would that be true it's a it's a work in progress. I mean, not every day I'm waking up in the sunshine and unicorns. It, yeah, yeah. It's you've got to work at it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love my walk in the morning with my podcast. I listen to your podcast, old podcast to get me going, just get me in that right frame of mind. Because honestly, sometimes I am not in the right frame of mind, and I need yeah. to be positive, yeah. especially in my job with what's yeah. been happening in the building industry lately. I always look at my vision board. I do a little bit of journaling. I don't do that every day, but I do that a couple of times a week. And just talking to my kids, like I always speak to my daughter every day and we text or ring. And, yeah, and then at the end of the night, it's always lovely to sit down in front of the TV with my hubby and hold hands and watch Yellowstone. Or... <laughs> That's lovely. It sounds like you have a very healthy practice of you know, keeping a positive mindset, but recognising that it's not about being positive 100% of the time and that when things don't go well, it, do you have certain practices if you're, like you talked through some of those when you were younger and, you know, with your family, but mm. is there anything that you do if things are a bit tough now? Talk to my hubby. It's really good. Nice. And, um, yeah, just say, keeps on saying you just keep on doing what you're doing. Just, yeah. You know, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Yeah. Depression is definitely in my family with my parents. So that's, it's a conscious decision yeah. to be battling against yeah. that. Um, I am a worry wart. My kids yeah. will tell you that. I worry about everything. <laughs> the state of the world, you know, them driving a car. Um, yeah. So I, I consciously, it, it's hard. Consciously yeah. every day I've yeah. got to say, right, these are my goals. This yeah. is what I'm doing today. I love my list. And just, yeah, just trying to keep in that positive frame of mind. And, yeah, and I can't say enough, I love podcasts. They honestly do help me every day. Yeah, there's yeah. amazing, there's amazing podcasts, but it's about what you're feeding yourself is yes. what I'm hearing. Yes. Is it almost like what you're yeah. – and the conscious decisions because it can be hard. Like it, there, there can be days that are really hard. Yeah. And I go through that and it's kind of like, fuck, it's – like it's a tough day and it's about that conscious decision as to how long I'm going to wallow in that self-pity. And sometimes it's, you know, it's longer than I would like, but it's mm. about, okay, what's going on here? But then it's about doing something, even if it's a small little thing, is to actually just move forward to to not stay stuck is my yes. kind of thinking. Yeah. I just think 
recognizing where you're at and that not every day is going to be easy and great and like you said sunshine and unicorns yeah but we don't want every day to be dark and gloomy clouds either no and you gotta and i said you've just got to work at it just keep on doing it mentally do that go for a walk go and look at the uh, we've got the lake nearby go for a walk along the lake yeah we've got a a jet ski which i just love just going on the back of just were there on it yesterday it's just yeah yeah, just feeds your soul it feeds your soul and i think (laughs) you know that find something that feeds your soul so if you're not feeling great maybe just yeah, and it might feel hard. I know a lot of people, it's just like, oh, I couldn't even be bothered doing the thing that feeds my soul. But just do one little thing that one moves you thing. into it is what, right. I, yeah, what I am thinking about. That's how it what works for me as well. Yes. And I have so a morning well, practice. I have a very, you know, morning practice about just getting my head in the game for the day. Yes. And it's like taking a shower. Like if we want to, you know, keep clean for the rest of our lives, we need to have a shower, you know, once a day, twice a day. It's the same with feeding you mentally mentally yes. as well yes. like doing yeah. something every day that yeah you to you know keep in that positive outlook online yes yeah, yeah definitely yeah, yeah. and definitely. you've at 52 or not yes. at 52 got braces so is it this year yes got uh, i got them june last year so yeah. yes so i've been putting i've always had awful teeth i had vampire teeth I've always whinged about it. I whinge about that I've got the braces on now. I whinged about my teeth anymore. So that's one thing I need to check myself with every day. But yeah, I just decided to, I needed to do something about it. This is the time. Yeah, I can't say that it's, you know, not easy. Uh, it's quite sore. Obviously, oh, having good. 50 year old teeth yeah. and moving them around, you know, yeah. they've been stuck in that position for yeah. so long. I actually got, <laughs> Because of my age, I actually got a bit of a discount because um, <laughs> my orthodontist studies with uh, students from a university. So um, one of them is sort of studying the practice of uh, teeth on an older person. <laughs> I got a bit of a discount. That just means sometimes I'll like be lying back in the chair and open up and all these people are peering into my yeah. mouth. But, yeah, no, I'm, I'm hopefully only another six months to go and I, I have to check myself just not yeah. keep on apologizing for it. So I do yeah. find it sometimes affects my speech or if I'm eating. <laughs> do not people, I don't think people would, would even know. And we just brought it up because it was something that we were talking about in, in the catch up. But it's also when you said in your, you know, about giving back to later in life, uh, you know, in, in some of your work stuff, this is a way of giving back as well, yeah, even though you've got true. like seniors discount. Yeah, that's about giving back. And it's also about actually, you, you said before about, you know, doing something for yourself, yes. that it is about absolutely doing something for yourself. You said you always wanted to do it. Yes. So I would encourage anybody listening who's putting off any goals or dreams, like just do it. Just do it. it, you know, yeah. and use your age to an advantage. <laughs> <laughs> like I do. Yeah, if you, if you can, yeah, do that. But I re- just don't, I, I've shared it a couple of times. I can't remember what podcast episodes and stuff, but I have a rocking chair test that when I'm in my, you know, later yes, years and I'm really listening in my to rocking this. chair yes. yeah, on the veranda, I don't want there to be regrets in life. You know, when I'm looking back on life, I don't want there to be regrets. So, it's That's about, right. you know, do the thing that you want to do 
or say no to the thing you don't want to do. Don't don't regret things. And I I can look back on life and sure, there's a few little things that maybe I didn't make the the best choices at the time, but I certainly learned from it. And I don't see those things as being regrets. I see them as being, oh, maybe I won't do that again next time. (laughs) Another thing is just dance. Just put on the music and just. Dance. I mean, our, um, Dancing Queen is mine. Well, my song would be played at my funeral. But honestly, um, that's another way how I alleviate stress is just turn the music up and just dance yeah. around the lounge room. So yes. just, just dance. Love that. <laughs> love that. My go-to song is Neil Diamond's Beautiful Noise. Yeah. And I have, when the kids were home and we would like cooking's not my forte. It's kind of just like me neither. Got to cook, but it would be fun when the kids were home and we would dance in the kitchen. And Neil would come on as a backing track quite often to yes. that um, episodes. I actually I don't know if I've shared this. I think I have shared this somewhere before. I forget having so many conversations, but there was one <laughs> one stupid long white dress that I was wearing. And she was a beautiful dress, but I was really getting into the dancing, and I did this pirouette in the kitchen I got all caught up and straight onto the um onto the kitchen dance floor so I'm very conscious about what I what attire I wear when I um when you're doing what moves yes because that that did not end very well that did not end I love Neil Diamond though Sweet Caroline would be mine yeah yeah yeah, Yeah. I do love what's your view on aging Oh gosh, it's a very complicated one. <laughs> when I look in the mirror, I just think, oh my gosh, these wrinkles. But ultimately, it's a privilege, isn't it, yes, to be? Yeah. And I'm very, very thankful for my health and yes. my hobbies and my kids' health. Yeah. It is a complicated one. Mm. I can't say that I like, you know, seeing all the wrinkles on my face and, you know, lovely menopause. I can't yeah. say I like that. <laughs> But, again, it's probably a daily thing that I just mm. have to work on as well. Yeah. But ultimately it is it is a privilege and just enjoy life, enjoy every day again, which I'm, you know, every day I have to remind myself, just enjoy it. Yeah. Yes. But I wouldn't yeah. say it's a real happy one with age. <laughs> no, I, I love Emma right. Thompson, though. Emma Thompson is my um, idol. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And I, I talk with a lot of women. I guess where I work with women is where they go through changes in life. You know, young women who are navigating, you know, who are they and what are they, their, you know, careers and what do they want in, in life. And, you know, women that are going through major sort of transitions. And a lot of the women are kind of at our end of the age spe- or in the, the middle of the, the life spectrum. Yeah. You know, grown up kids and, really what is it that they're really wanting to do um, now and I find a lot of women in our demographic are just feeling so much more comfortable in our skin than when we were in our 20s certainly for me feeling much more comfortable in who I am and how I'm showing up in life and not giving the just conscious not giving a shit about you know trying to please people yeah (laughs) yeah 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 just much more comfortable about who I am in my own skin. Do you find that? Are you finding I that? am trying to work on that some days, yeah. yes. I'm like, yeah. I don't give a damn. I'm going to yeah. say what I think. 
<laughs> Sometimes I remember. But I wish I appreciated my body more when I was in my 20s because now yes. I think, oh, my God, why didn't you wear the bikini back then yeah. in your 20s? But, um, yeah, I'm slowly getting around. It's a work in progress. What do you think that was about? Because I'm the same. I was, I've, I've had a, a interesting relationship with weight mm. and self-image. Yeah. And... And certainly when I was younger, did not, I was really, really critical, very critical mm. of myself. Very critical. Yeah. Very much so. I've yeah. always, always been like that. I don't know where it came from actually, but yeah, I've always, always worried about how, yeah, mm. my body is and that. And I, yeah, and I didn't appreciate that I had great legs in my twenties. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like a photos, like, why didn't you wear the bikini? Yeah. It's interesting, it is, isn't it? How mindset yeah. can limit us. I did some study some years ago. It's called psychosomatic therapy and it's about the mind body connection and how the body tells us a story about what's going on for us. And it's about, Mm. we did, it was very intimate. I don't know if that's quite Mm. the word, but it's actually looking at your whole body and, you know, the messages that are coming from your body. And I had a very, that was a real breakthrough for me because it was about the energy that is being stored and blocked in my body. It's not about being fat and ugly and, you know, not liking myself. The, The messages are around where the energy is stored and what type of, like I have very squidgy, soft, excess energy. <laughs> I get hurt, yeah. But some people have very tough, you know, really strong excess energy. And it, that even tells us a story. And yeah. when we were doing this, I, I can talk more about this in another, We I won't talk too much about it now, but if people are interested but there was one part of the, and each area of our body represents a different energy center as well, like the, the chakras. And that can give some insight into our body. And when one of the instructors was, he squeezed my calf muscle. Now on the surface, my calf muscle, like there's not a lot of tone there, but he squeezed it and I just went, Oh my God, that just really hurts. And then I bruised and he yeah. said, Oh my gosh, you bruise so easily. So do I. Um, yes. And wow. then he was talking more about how I bruise metaphorically easily when people hurt me and I take things really to heart. Uh-huh. And so even just that message of what he had done there, and it fucking hurt, like it did hurt. And he's going, that didn't warrant, the way that I actually touched you didn't warrant a bruising response. But what that said is that I'm highly sensitive to <laughs> To stuff, and I did some work on myself around being not as sensitive, sensitive. but that's part wow, of who I am. That's part of who my makeup. So it was just, and you know, I guess the the moral there is gave me a really different view of this vessel that I've got for this life. Instead of just going, oh, why can't I ever lose weight? And why can't yeah. I ever, nah, 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 nah. it was just like, oh, that's actually telling me a story around. So for those that are watching, this isn't a, a I'll, I'll describe it for the podcast listeners, but if you're on YouTube, you can probably watch it. I carry a lot of excess energy on my back half, my front half, not a lot, but the back half of our bodies, so the behind, tells us clues about the past. So I'm hanging wow. on to stuff from the past. Nice. And it's about just when, when I use it, it gives me just some little clues to help with the people that I'm working with and coaching, going, what else might be going on 
for people. That is so interesting. And it's interesting too, this part, so I'm just pointing to my backside and my thighs, this is in relation to our base or root chakra, which is about being, feeling safe and grounded and sure. Right. So for me, the analysis around that was holding weight in the back, so hanging on to the past, and a lot of it is in my lower part of my body, which is about those being feeling safe and secure. And so my mum passed away when I was only 12. Mm. There was a lot of that feeling of like, I just don't even know how to navigate life. So, so for me, just getting some insight and sure, it's still like, that doesn't mean that I just go and eat and eat and eat. I still kind of am, am conscious about my weight, but that's the story my body's telling me. So, and, wow, and, and, so oh, interesting. It's interesting. It's interesting I know, and I worry too because I used to project what I felt about my body onto my daughter. Yes, just oh, awful. What I because I, I used to say because she was you know dancing yeah. and in the musical yeah. theatre industry, you know, you should lose some weight. And I just think, oh, I look back on that now. I was just, how could you do that to your daughter? But it was me projecting yes. what I think what I was thinking about myself onto yes. my daughter. Yeah, I just that needs. And it's to be, interesting. It can't be it? moved on to generation to generation. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of it is from yours is probably generational as well. Mm, Mine's probably mm. you know partly from when Mum passed away, but I would say even you know generationally, there's some there's some things that have come into this life that I just consciously go, why am I even thinking that? But it is a thing, and and it's also about being mindful. We've learnt stuff, you know. The more birthdays we have, we we get more insight into life. You know, sure, maybe some of the things we did when we were younger might not have been our best moves, but I think it's also about don't beat ourselves up now for it. Yes, don't beat ourselves up. That it's about recognizing that oh, maybe that wasn't you know the the best thing, but you're recognizing that maybe it was projecting yourself on and even recognizing that is helping to break that cycle around yeah 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 Yeah. and be nice to people (laughs) yeah 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 thing to don't go mad at the lady in the deli like i did the other day so i feel really awful (laughs) i'll put it down to menopause (laughs) oh gosh we could talk so so much longer these podcasts just go too quickly so where can our listeners find you carrie ann well, yes, I, on Instagram, yeah. uh, Carnelian Projects. I'm on LinkedIn, Carrie Ann Hooper, and Facebook as well, Carnelian Projects. So that's C-A-R-N-E-L-I-A-N Projects. Yeah, cool. So it's actually a stone. Carnelian is a stone, which is supposed to be harmony because I started it to begin with with my um, sister, supposed to encourage harmony and prosperity with family. Love it. And it would be an Orangey and yeah, orangey red. Yeah. yeah. So that yeah. is around when we we're talking about chakras. That's the sacral chakra, which oh. is about it's about creativity as well. Yes. But with relationships, so that's cool. And it's also a stone that is very much around confidence and courage, and the the color there. So creativity. Yes. Um, and fun. So all those things are beautiful. I love that. Yes. I didn't realise yeah. that was yes. the, the reasoning. The, yes. I love yes. it. I love all that, even just, you know, behind the scenes stuff about why people do what they do as well. So that is very, very cool. 
Very cool. Well, thank you very much. All the details are in our show notes. And I just love, love, love talking. So hugs and happiness to you. I love this chat. Thank you so much, Catherine. It's been wonderful. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. You can spread the love by sharing it with a friend so she can have a little bit of what we had today. And don't forget to rate and review so we can get it into as many hearts and ears as possible. You can keep the conversation going on my Happiness Hive socials. And if you'd like some more high vibe happiness in your life, come and join me in our community of inspired and motivated women at the Happiness Lounge. This is my online membership club and your central hub for everything you will need to be truly happy and bounce out of bed every day living and loving your best and most beautiful life. To find out more, pop over to the Happiness Hive website and click on the link working with Catherine. Until next time, big hugs and happiness.